Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet, NASDAQ, heading for a record close, up 23 points right now, 63.37 on the NASDAQ Composite Index, a higher by four-tenths of 1%, 13 minutes to go ahead of the closing bell on this Tuesday. S&P has been swinging between gains and losses. Right now it is down by less than half a point. Dow Industrials down 61 to 21,568, a drop for the Dow of three-tenths of 1%. The 10-year up 15, 30 seconds, yield there 2.26%. Gold up $8 the ounce, up seven-tenths of 1%. West Texas Intermediate Crude up 42 cents a barrel to 46.44, up nine-tenths of 1%. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thanks so much, Charlie. And it is 3.48 in New York. Time for the Bloomberg ETF report brought to you by BlackRock. Worried about market volatility? Minimum volatility strategies may be able to help. To learn more, please visit BlackRock.com slash factors. Prepared by BlackRock Investments, LLC. Here's Bloomberg's Jenna Dagenhart. An ETF named after gamers, but the ticker GAMR, is scoring big. Since it started in March of 2016, the Pure Fund's video game tech ETF has climbed more than 60%. Here's Bloomberg ETF analyst Eric Balchunas. Those are serious numbers. I mean, this is only after a year and a half, too. What's going on here is the video game industry is real. There's a lot of money going into it. Holdings include household names like Nintendo, GameStop, and Sony, along with some smaller mid-cap stocks. These are companies that just aren't big enough or have enough stature to make it into the bigger brand name indexes yet. So to me, this is an ETF that's capturing an industry that's growing and stocks that are more like in the toddler and teenage era of their lives and not full-grown adults yet. Balchuna says because of this, you could also see more more volatility on the downside. If there is, say, a market sell-off, this will get hurt a little more than, say, the S&P 500 ETF. So you have to stomach some of that when you play these up-and-coming industries that are new and fledgling. I'm Jenna Dagenhart. That's your Bloomberg ETF report. This is Bloomberg Markets with Carol Masser and Corey Johnson on Bloomberg Radio. Everybody Oh, the talk of the town, um, munis. <laughs> We're reaching here. Uh, but Tom Casey is senior portfolio manager, Standish Mellon. He follows the muni market and uh, interesting developments today because it may affect some of your views. We, we get to hit you with the latest news. Uh, you wrote a note recently saying the healthcare sector, not one you love because of volatility facing changes to Obamacare. Now that's out the window. Um, are you are you willing to consider the hospitals again? I think certainly that's a sector of the market uh, which has um, been interested uh, interesting to us, uh, and we have maintained some exposure to the hospital healthcare sector. It obviously offers um, some incremental yield relative to other alternatives, uh, and I think if you can selectively identify individual issuers uh, that are strong uh, fundamentally uh, and have the ability or flexibility uh, to react to potential changes in the uh, Obamacare, ACA, or healthcare environment, uh, I think that they can provide very, very compelling investment opportunities. So does that mean you are not going perhaps towards healthcare or hospitals that are more expo- exposed to Medicaid, say, since that seems to be one of the things that's most at risk? Even for now, the healthcare debate seems settled or at least on pause for a little while. But even so, would you be staying away from those? 
I think that's accurate. Um, I think that uh, the exposure to the uncertainties associated with the potential change still exist, uh, and as a result, uh, we would prefer to stay away from um, uh, that type of uh, uh, exposure. Well, now is the time when you have to um, stop worrying about Obamacare and start worrying about tax reform, right? Um, if, if they're going to move on, you move on to trying to change the tax code, and uh, that's always a risk for muni investors and issuers. I think it certainly is. Uh, our expectation is that given the current uh, environment in Washington, uh, large-scale uh, reforms to the tax code will be difficult to achieve. Uh, Similarly, uh, at least from a historical context, the demand for municipal uh, uh, bonds from individual investors in particular has had a very inelastic relationship uh, with changes, material changes to the tax code. That is to say that the uh, onerous tax structure is so difficult to overcome that even with a material change uh, in effective marginal tax rates for individuals, for example, we believe that there will continue to be strong demand for the tax exemption as well as the strong credit quality of the municipal bond market relative to other high-quality alternatives. What about the effect of potential tax cuts on uh, revenue for uh, various muni issuers, uh, whether you're talking about local, state, uh, federal governments, um, does that affect the outlook at all? Not particularly. I think that uh, states and municipalities have continued to benefit from austerity measures, conservative financial practices, uh, as well as gradually improving uh, revenues principally associated with individual tax returns as well as corporate tax returns. I think the potential for lower revenues associated certainly with corporate taxes and individual taxes is likely to have a softening impact uh, on revenues, but I think the conservatism uh, that states and municipalities, by and large, um, have continued to exhibit uh, will place them um, uh, in very good stead. Similarly, if you believe that the Trump administration uh, will be pro-growth uh, uh, in nature, stimulative, um, that should also benefit uh, economic activity, uh, which should be good for states in particular. Well, it's interesting. Uh, a couple of years ago, everybody was concerned about the muni market seizing up because Puerto Rico was having problems. I guess it was delayed enough that uh, most portfolio managers could get out of Puerto Rico. But they're still going to be holding bonds from other states that are – shall we say, also in the timeout chair. Uh, Alaska just downgraded. Illinois can't figure it out. Uh, but we're not seeing contagion. Uh, why Why are we not when the, the prob- some of those problems that they have, especially pensions, are not unique to an individual state? I think that that's important. I think that Puerto Rico and the situation or circumstances uh, that Puerto Rico and the Commonwealth finds itself in are very unique and unusual. At least the magnitude of the problem uh, is certainly quite dissimilar. And, and as you note, uh, municipal investors um, have clearly uh, decided uh, that there has that's a very unusual circumstance and there really isn't a parallel that you can draw. With the geobond um, sector, uh, we focus on those issuers which have moderate debt and pension liabilities, as well as adequate revenue uh, and expenditure flexibility to mitigate 
uh, any type of financial strains. I think it's important to note that there's a wide chasm of funding levels associated with both states and local municipalities. Some have done a very, very good job uh, of funding those uh, obligations. Others have done a poor job, which will continue to result in a lack of financial flexibility. And identifying those is critically important. Uh, while their contagion uh, has not been felt in the market, it is still important to note uh, those which have done a poor job and the overall debt burden continues to mount. The rating agencies have clearly, as you, as you referenced, uh, made note of that. And if you look at the many of the multi-notch downgrades associated with the municipal sector over the last several years, they have been associated with these large pension or other OPEB liabilities. Uh, Tom, just quickly here, you're looking at toll roads as an opportunity. Why? We do think that that represents unique value uh, in the market, certainly on a selective basis uh, to the extent that economic activity, at least domestically, continues to improve. Uh, the revenue base uh, will continue to benefit uh, from that as it relates to toll roads. And having a dedicated revenue stream associated with debt service, strong financial uh, management practices, you can identify individual toll roads that represent unique value in this market. All right. Thank you very much for joining us. Tom Casey, Senior Portfolio Manager at Standish Mellon on markets and muni bonds. Uh, you know, these are interesting times, Julie, for everybody. Even the muni market has to be watching what's going on in Washington. Yeah, maybe we live in interesting times. Is that a, the bless, the old blessing or the curse? I don't know. You know, I, I looked that up once, and uh, apparently it's not actually a Chinese, old Chinese saying. It's just uh, saying it's an old Chinese saying is an old mm. Chinese saying. So anyway. <laughs> <that's> <laughs> Thanks for unpacking that for us, I, what, Michael whatever, McKee. Whatever appreciate means. it. <laughs> Brent crude, 48.88, West Texas, 46.46. We should mention that. The dollar is lower. on the dollar index as the uh, Trump trade gets questioned by investors around the world. This is Bloomberg.